welcome to the Real World Podcast, where mother and son spar off that baby boomer versus millennial, where we talk about real world issues. We don't claim to be experts in any of these issues, but what we try to do is bring awareness to them. So we want to welcome you here today. Welcome, Brian. Oh, oh, thank you. I was, I was afraid I was going to get hit because we're sparring so much. <laughs> kind of ironic because today what we're going to talk about. Oh, was that not intentional? I thought I, I thought you were just trying to make a really good pun. Oh, I can, I guess I kind of was. Yeah. So we're <laughs> so well, before we get sure. into the topic of the day, how's it going? Good, sorta. Good. Yeah. <laughs> everything everything is breaking right now <laughs> in the house. Hopefully, by the time everyone hears this, everything is not breaking. <laughs> so you have there's a water leak under the kitchen sink. So there's, we have to have the water yeah. rerouted. Yeah, there's a there's a slab leak. Mm-hmm. Our my ice machine isn't working. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, this software I use for my accounting stuff has been having a little technical glitch. That's been really frustrating. Essentially, Mm. it's not giving notifications to people sometimes. Mm. Uh, so it's just being very picky. And I hear we have to replace some flooring in the bathroom that the dogs have been. Yeah. I want to make a strong push for tile (laughs) in the bathroom since Mm -hmm. my roommates do not pay attention Mm -hmm. to keeping the war, the floor not wet. CJ and Alyssa do a good job for anyone Mm -hmm. listening. CJ and Alyssa do a great job. It's the two gentlemen who Mm -hmm. I live with who are... uh, Shocker bachelors. Hey, I mean, (laughs) uh, the reason I feel comfortable saying that is because you know how many times have you you said, Brian, I need you to put the bath mat on Mm -hmm. the ground and then pick it up and put it back. Yes. And so we have flooring in the bathroom that's actually not even intended for a bathroom. Yeah, it's wood. But I wanted to have seamless flooring throughout the house, and so um, without any transitions or anything. And uh, but you know, it wasn't very wise, and it's not like even waterproof. Like my water, my ha- my new house, it's waterproof, so it's not an issue here. Yeah, that one, that issue won't ever really happen with this, with this new flooring mm-hmm. with uh, you guys' a new house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, jelly. yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> so I just had a birthday, so that was fun. Oh yeah, how have and, you been? How was your birthday? Good. It was good. I had lots of birthday wishes, and I get to celebrate with each of my three boys separately. I love everybody together, but that's just not always feasible. Yeah. So um, I loved being able to see did, you guys. Did either of them one up me better? I'm taking my mom out to sushi. Did anyone do better than that? Sushi's always going to be kind of at the top, right? Yes. Yeah. As long as I win. Well, that's... we didn't go out with Jake. We just saw Jake enjoy <laughs> Friday night, and then we went out with yeah. Scott and Carla too. Texas Roadhouse last Sunday. That was actually really good. Like, oh, I hadn't been nice. there before. I'd heard it was really good. Yeah, I've heard it's really good, too. Yeah, it was super good. It was so crowded, and there was a wait, and Pap was even patient, so that was oh, amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah. That's, he's just so happy to when we go out to dinner so he doesn't have to eat my food because I cook healthy. And oh, yeah. He's not exactly into the health food. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, welcome everyone. Today we are going to talk about self-defense. Self-defense. And this is one of the few times where I'm not really an expert, but when I was like 13, (laughs) I was sort of because I was was a black belt. You did get your black belt in Taekwondo. A black belt in Taekwondo. Yes. Which for those of you guys more familiar with martial arts, even for martial arts, this one is like a little bit more dancey than the rest's. So it's really just more of like the discipline and grace. It's not really that much self-defense, but we had some specific classes, a part of it, that were focused on self-defense with weapons and sparring. Okay. So what is self-defense? 
So self-defense is a countermeasure that involves defending the health and well-being of oneself from harm. Ah, Wikipedia? Wikipedia. Love Wikipedia. Like, I know it's, you know, people can go out there and edit and everything, but most of the time I find the information on Wikipedia to be accurate. Well, there are some people who are very passionate about the articles they've contributed to, Mm -hmm. and so they're, like, watchful, and they get, like, notifications when something's been edited. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the interesting aspect of self-defense is how, like, the legal aspects of it are varied depending on where you live. Oh, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I was looking here on, let's see, I see what the site was. What was the site? It was on assault weapons (laughs) in the U.S. And Is that um, when you attack someone with salt? Yes. Yes. It is. But Raising awareness for slugs that everywhere. That was the, the name of the article, Assault Weapons Legislation in the United States. And it was just interesting to read how many variations of um, how even just assault weapons are handled. And the reason yeah. I bring that up is because that, of course, is very real right now. And we want to offer our condolences to all of the victims and the families for the, of the recent shootings. Uvalde, Texas, it's just unfathomable. What these parents and families have gone through. I just can't even fathom that. When you send your kids to school, you you just expect they're going to be there safely, you know. And uh, um, I just can't even fathom it. You know, we had the uh, grocery store shooting in New York where 10 people were were killed. And that was a racially motivated incident. Just disgusting. And, I mean, but there's, there's shootings, like, all the time. I mean, when you look at what's happening in Chicago, I mean, and they have the most liberal, like, gun laws on the books. The problem is, um, and we're not going to talk, this is this, this, is, is, a, yeah, this, this isn't is an control. episode about gun control, but self-defense, part of self-defense can be arming yourself. Yeah. You know, but we're not going to talk about that specifically, per well, se. Well, I would say maybe the, <clears throat> in the in, under the lens of gun control, the reason we would even bring that up, we're talking about self-defense, is because... C- when it comes to like news or how we commonly think about self-defense or how it could in fact, yeah, in fact impact our church life. It's the idea of someone carrying someone mm-hmm. carrying a weapon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's really sad today that we do have to have people defending the pastors and churches um, and are armed, but that is a fact. And, um, it's just sad when you think about it because one would think that you could go to church and feel safe, but there have been a number of church shootings. I mean, they yeah. seem to kind of be ongoing. That seems to be a place that that people go to, although it does seem almost like in many of the cases they're there because they knew somebody in the church. It's not like it's a random thing, although they exist, but I think it's less random and more targeted. For you're saying for churches? Uh-huh. Probably, yeah. I mean... Because you're either thinking these are supposed to be these religious, peaceful people, so why would they have anything, mm-hmm. especially during right. the service? Yeah, they're figuring or that they're, it's they, they motivated it. out of dislike for the religion. Yeah, for sure. And a lot, you know, I would say a lot of the mass shootings are targeted, though. Like they'll, a lot of times it's in a workplace and it's a disgruntled employee, disgruntled former employee, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, having self defense, being aware of various things that you can do is is very important because it's like we never know i mean honestly this world is a crazy place 
And we want to be able to protect ourselves and our families and our friends and uh, our coworkers and so and so forth. So um, I think it's important. It's an important topic to talk about. Yeah, it is. And so each of us have to make the decision of, <clears throat> pardon me, how we are going to defend ourselves. And um, there are five interrelated elements to necessary to justify the use of deadly force, okay? Innocence, imminence, proportionality, avoidance, and reasonableness. And, like, so innocence, you know, we have to be sure that this is an innocent situation. You know what I mean? Like, that it's not, um, like, that, that we are, like, a victim and that, that somebody is actually there to... To harm. To harm, right. And, and frankly, today, <clears throat> with mental illness apparently being so much higher than what we even realize, um, sometimes it's unclear whether or not somebody is just maybe having a bad day or an episode or whatever versus they really are intending to harm someone. So so I think we have to try to assess the situation. The problem with that is that it's sometimes you don't have a lot of time to make that assessment. And um, but we need to do that. We need to we we really don't want to harm that person too if we don't have to, right? I mm -hmm. mean, sometimes you don't have a choice. But um I think we want to do what we can to, you know, alleviate the situation. So the next thing would be um, imminence. Again, that there's an imminent threat. That this isn't just kind of like superficial information. I know, I remember, and this of course goes back many decades, um, one time that we had like a bomb threat when I was in high school. And um, they had to evac. We had to evacuate the building and everything like that. And there really, it didn't end up being anything credible. Um, but that was kind of like I would say my introduction into oh, and two like the yeah. threat of imminence. You know where something um, could happen here. And uh, so again, we have to. We really have to be alert. That's why it's important for us to be aware of. Like, have some kind of a plan in your mind on um, how you're going to handle a situation. And, of course, what they recommend above all else is to escape. You know, the first thing you want to do is escape, 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 any which way you can. Um, so, yeah, I just want to follow because you're talking a lot about things right now that seem to be a lot more focused on deadly force. That's true. That's true. Self, and cause in my experience, most of the time, mm -hmm. self-defense is very rarely about deadly force mm -hmm. unless it comes mm -hmm. down to like the gun debate again. Yeah. Well, again, I, I'm bringing that up because we did talk about guns and I'm just in, in, just in terms of like, you know, how to avoid it. And I think avoidance is our number one priority, right? So if we can avoid that t situation, we definitely want to do that. Um, yeah. So we need to be aware of our surroundings. I'm like, anytime you go anywhere, like you just always need to be keen. You need be to mindful. be aware, be mindful of where you are, um, <clears throat> know where the entrance and the exit doors are, uh, be vigilant, you know, be looking around at, at your surroundings. If somebody's behaving strangely, I mean, dad's been on the safety team at church for many, many years. And I know that I, if I observe anything strange, I will go to him. Like we had somebody that showed up at church a few weeks ago 
and he comes in with a backpack. Well, to me, that that is just a red flag for a guy to be wearing a backpack into church. Now, it could be perfectly innocent, but to me, it's a red flag because most guys aren't wearing yeah, them into church. Unless there's like a youth student on their way to youth or something. It, it's true. Or perhaps they take medicine or something like that where they have to keep keep it with them. But it's just a red flag to me. And so it doesn't even have to be a backpack. It could be any kind of bag or any kind of something that they're bringing with them. Uh, that It's just unusual for a guy because guys just don't usually do that. You have your wallet, your phone, whatever in your pockets, and you don't usually carry a bag with you. So, um, I mean, the, fortunately it ended up being, it was fine that this person was yeah. fine. But it, it raised a flag. It did. And it made you want to go talk to someone yes 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 so yeah being mindful is a definitely a key part of that because you can't run away you can't avoid if you aren't mindful if you don't notice something being odd going on uh and just to support that that was something my martial arts instructor uh, master nice that's what she'd always say mm-hmm. is the because <laughs> people would always ask her like what's the best way to fight someone or well, if you can, the best solution is always just run away. Mm-hmm. You can run it faster than them. Just do that. Then you don't mm-hmm. have to fight at all, and then you won't get hurt. And then mm-hmm. they don't get hurt. You can wait till you're cooler. Mm-hmm. Or then you can go get help. Go talk to your parents. Go talk to a cop. Mm-hmm. Someone who could prevent damage coming to you guys. Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So... Um, again, I, I think a lot of the research I did, did come with, like when you're doing research on self-defense, it often does come along with the territory of guns. I mean, just simply because that's, I, I think. That's where most of the arguments about around self-defense circulate, right? Yeah, now. right, exactly. And and like I was saying earlier, the laws are different in each state, and then there's different aspects of it. So there's something called the Castle Doctrine. Are you familiar with that? Nope. So that is the principle that says individuals have the right to use reasonable force, including deadly oh. force, to protect themselves against an intruder in their own home. Yeah, I've heard of reasonable force. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, there's a handful of state laws that have nicknamed uh, make my day laws, and this is immunity from prosecution in the use of deadly force against another who unlawfully and forcibly enters a person's residence. And then in 2005, Florida passed a law uh, related to that called the Stand Your Ground, and that states a person who is not engaged in an unlawful activity and who is attacked in any other place where he or she has a right to be has um, no duty to retreat and has the right to stand his or her ground and meet force with force, including deadly force. You know, so that particular, what, what uh, the situation with um, Trayvon Martin, he was killed by, oh, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. Um, anyway, he, he ended up getting acquitted for that because of that stand your ground law. Mm. And um, that he had a reasonable expectation uh, to be where he was. And um, so he was found not guilty by the jury in Florida. Florida. I remember that being very contested. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. I was was very, I was much younger at the time. 
You were, yeah. So that was probably that was probably I don't know, fifteen years ago. Yeah, or something I was like, like middle that. school. Yeah, in fact, I know I have an article here about that. Sorry, don't, don't I forget away. to yeah, don't forget Zimmerman. to speak into your mic. Zim, Zimmerman was the oh, yeah. officer. Zimmerman, yeah, no, Jim not Ramon. officer. He was the guy that killed Trayvon Martin. Wasn't he an officer? No. He was a pseudo-security guard or something like oh, that. Okay. He wasn't an officer, no. Uh, you're, uh, you're getting some um, situations mixed up. But no, no Zimmerman. Uh, I think that's uh, some. Uh, I distinctly remember people. Yeah, never mind. He I'm was a na- Okay, so, so just to, to kind of just generally reflect that case. So Martin was only 17 years old. He was walking home after buying Skittles from the local grocery store. And at the time, Zimmerman was a neighborhood watch volunteer who called police after spotting Martin. Now, the 911 operator told Zimmerman to just let it go and to remain in his car until officers arrived. But then instead, Zimmerman confronted Martin. And so, you know, it remains unclear whether a fight ensued, who was the aggressor or whatever, but the bottom line was... Uh, Martin died from, who was unarmed, died from a gunshot wound. Yeah. And in the case, um, you know, basically Zimmerman was acquitted. And um, uh, it, you're right. It was very politically charged at the time. Yeah, because, I mean, I would, yeah, I would have a very hard time imagining him being not guilty. Mm-hmm. Well, and then more recently than that was the Rittenhouse situation, and that one occurred in, was that in Wisconsin? I want to say it was in Wisconsin, and he was also acquitted. So, um, And he had actually killed, um, there were a couple people that, I think one of them survived. He shot three. One of them survived, and two were killed. Yeah. And the, the prosecution was, um, you know, unable to, Prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Rittenhouse wasn't uh, in fear. And so, so the, the bar is set high for prosecution. I mean, it, it's yeah. pretty tough to convict somebody, uh, you know, of murder, second-degree murder, whatever that is, even, yeah. I don't know where else they go from there, whether they go to manslaughter or what. But um, it's it's also interesting, though, because I think when it comes to self-defense and just to not necessarily change gears, but Mm -hmm. I think a big part of it is so in Zimmerman, a big thing that happened there was that he confronted Trayvon Martin. So he's going out of his way to go do that. Rittenhouse Mm -hmm. was out of place, going out of his way to go protect someplace or whatever. But the scene where he had uh, taken two lives and injured another was him running away from them because they were chasing him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, whatever the case was, he was trying to remove himself. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until they had either tripped or they tackled him and they were trying to disarm him. Mm-hmm. And they are, one of them pulled a gu- tried to pull a gun out at him uh, where it's very, it's a little bit different in the sense where, so the, the aggressor seems to be different where and yeah. i think oh, i i agree i don't think it relates at all to the trayvon martin case because well, like you said zimmerman was really more like he was told to stay in his car yes. and he got out of his car and and went over to this kid and it's like he had no business to doing that yeah and, and i think at least when i think when we think of biblical biblical self-defense we're trying to think of as close to as what god would want as possible 
is to make it so we're not the aggressors. Right. And Whatever. that's what I was going to say is like, it's, it just seems like it's really hard for a prosecutor to, to, um, successfully prosecute someone who has killed somebody else in self-defense or at least in how they present it as self-defense. And so, yeah. you know, just beware perps when you're out there and you, you know, especially if you've got a gun or, you know, some other kind of weapon, um, <laughs> who Sorry, knows I'm, who's going to, I'm well, just chuckling at the idea of warning perps. <laughs> well, well, the funny thing is, is like, because, I mean, I see it on the other side. You, you know, right now, I know we, we said we're not yeah. going to talk about guns, but, you know, yeah, there is a discussion. Don't want people to die. No, of course not. But the thing is, is that they, right now in the media, like the media, you know, the White House, everybody thinks that if we, you know, enact gun laws, that that's going to change everything. It may change a few situations, but I don't think it's going to change a whole lot because the perps are going to get the guns or they're going to come up with a different... Uh, weapon of choice, um, because there is evil in this world. So you bring the Bible into it. You're, we're not going to do anything with evil until the end of times. Like there's always going to be evil in this world. So, but we want to be able to protect ourselves, right? So we need to do our best job of being able to protect ourselves and our family. And so, when the more they want gun laws, the more that people are defending themselves because. The bad guys are going to get the guns anyway. So the regular folk want to be able to defend themselves. And really, truly, in today's world, with all of the firearms, that is the best defense in in terms of if somebody's coming into your home. I mean, I am not at all suggesting you be an aggressor or put yourself in a situation that you have no business inserting yourself into. Because I think avoidance is like the number one thing. That we should do. And I have like um, at humanweapon.com, uh, they had uh, five like rules uh, to follow um, for self-defense. And their first one was avoid bad situations. And, and I know that seems obvious, but sometimes people put themselves into, uh, you know, bad places. Like if you know that there's like a bad area of town, you might not want to go there for something. You know, I remember one time we went to L.A., and we used to go to L.A. to, like, the Man's Chinese Theater or whatever. We used to go to the movies at night um, on a Saturday night. We were young, craziness, driving 60 miles to go to a theater. But it was fun. We used to, like, walk the streets of L.A. It was so different back then. But um, anyway, I remember us getting lost one time, and we got lost in a really bad area of of that and when you were in the car one time we got lost in philadelphia and honestly i thought philadelphia was far more scary than los angeles are you talking about when we went to the trip to new york yes philly yes yes i was never really scared well the other two were your older brothers were scared because they were looking at all the people on the sides of the road with you know couches on the front lawns and like it was they were afraid like i honestly was fine but they're like, Mom, keep the doors locked and just look straight ahead. <laughs> I remember yeah, that. I, I, maybe I just misremember. I remember that. I'm sort of joking a little bit too much. Mm, I don't think they were joking. You don't think they were joking? No. no I, felt, I think they felt very uncomfortable. It definitely felt a little ghetto. But, I mean, it didn't feel that much different than just going through the ghetto parts of Marina Valley. Well, you know what? And, and frankly, I grew up 
not hanging out in a nice area of town. That's just yeah. where I spent most of my life. Yeah, you point out the places where you grew up in. Yeah, because I used to hang out with, with my family that lived in not a great area of town. And I spent a lot of time there. And I never felt uncomfortable. Like, I, I think it's a matter of what you get used to. But I think the key is, is that... You know, if you don't know an area, make sure you do your homework before you go there, right? Yeah. And, and now as, with GPS and everything else, it's kind of like a lot it, easier than it used to be. As well as, I think part of this too is because you're talking about not so great an area, but not so great an area can change depending on the person. Oh, totally. Because totally. I'm trying to think, uh, what was that? I'm trying to remember, wasn't there, there was a story a while back where this woman got in major trouble because she called the cops on this black dude who was in just a local park and he yeah, was just on a just run. That's ridiculous. And that's just wrong. He was just on a, he was just what, on like, like a so morning he's not run. not allowed to be in a park. I mean, that's ridiculous. And yeah. she was accusing him of all these, he, like yeah. he was going to do all the, like he threatened her and all this. And there was just, well, nothing she that was sounds not true. racist. <laughs> she was, it was overtly racist. Yes. Uh, yes. But then it was like, well, like it might've been, may, may have been a nice enough park for this dude to want to run in, but, that morning, it wasn't a great part of town for him because there was some racist woman who was going to accuse yeah. him of things that he... Yeah. And what I'm talking about yeah. nice, I'm talking about, like, if you're if you're going someplace and you see, like, some, you know, activity that's sketchy, you know, like, you see them dealing drugs, you see various things like that going on, like, I would avoid that situation because it's like you never know when you get caught in the crosshairs of something like that. Yeah. And and that's not to say that's not happening everywhere because it does. I mean, clearly. So, you know, it's not really about geography per se, rather like just being, I mean, it is Be, what it is. Being it, mindful and being understanding the context. Alert. Yes. Being understanding the context yes, of, of where wherever you're, at. you're going. It could be Beverly Hills. And if you don't know where you're going and where. Yeah, maybe they're, because I mean, uh, one of the, one of the more harmful or i guess or negative stereotypes about white people now is that if there's a mass shooter it's always a white person mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so like but there is a i think a level of stereotypes of it being a white guy who has all the guns and mm -hmm. gets a little bit crazy mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. maybe you're just in a place with some white rich dude who's a little bit insecure has a lot of stuff maybe he's drunk or something well alcohol and, and drugs are a big factor here. <laughs> yeah and so like you could be in a nice area, then there's just one crazy dude there. That's all it takes. No, for sure. And I'm just saying, just be aware of your surroundings. Know, like, where yeah. you are. And um, if you're going to a strange place, like the one, an unfamiliar, I should say, uh, just just be careful. Just be alert. Do your best um, to vigilant. have a friend. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. Especially it's if best. you're a lady. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I definitely recommend you going to a place like that. Um, with knowledge, in fact, at work. Uh, so sometimes um, um, for the business, you know, dad, need, there's a place down in L.A. that we have to pick up parts from. He doesn't want me to go. He says it's not a very good area. He wouldn't feel comfortable at all with me going down there yeah. by myself. So, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying that is a good recommendation. It's like, you know, you avoid a bad situation. Next mm -hmm. is to be aware of your surroundings, and we've kind of already talked about that. Um, you know, make sure that, uh, like, you're you're checking, like, if you're driving, you're you're checking to see if somebody's following you. You know, I guess the latest thing that they're doing now is, I forget what they call. Oh my gosh, what do they call it? I was just reading about it yesterday. 
there's a uh, oh my gosh, a rap artist that just has, did a song on it, and in fact, his name it's in his name, and I can't remember what it what it is. But so they go to a bank when somebody goes and they withdraw money, and then they follow them home, and then they you know oh. knock them out and take their money. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, uh, it's like raggle or something like that. And I just can't, <laughs> I just can't come up with it. I apologize. Um, again, you raggle. know, part, it's like raggle or something like that. That doesn't sound right, but Sorry. I'm, I could be I, wrong. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I've never heard of this. Yeah. So the, the next one is be confident, you know, um, and they want an easy target. They don't want to run into trouble. You know, they want an easy target. So, when you're walking, even have confidence, you know, don't like be, don't be like, like a uh, looky loo where you're, you know, looking nervous or anything like that. Yeah, um, being be- sheepish. Being sheepish is a good way to put it. Um, I think, you know, they would be looking for you. Yeah. For sure. That's where uh, I was out to lunch a few months back with our uh, youth leader, Nick Munoz. And me and him were going to a place, and the place hadn't opened yet, and there was this dude who came after me. And he made a joke about, like, oh, uh, you may have been here first, but I'm hungry, or, like, so I'm going to go in first. Mm. I, I just made a joke back, like, oh, like no way. <laughs> and then Nick was like, yo, Brian, we're in Moval. Like, you need to... And I'm just thinking, like, Nick, like, <laughs> like this is where I grew up. Like, yeah. This is a place where I'm I'm comfortable. Yeah. I like it doesn't matter who I'm saying this to. Like mm-hmm. this is me and just do this random dude having banter. Yeah. Uh, and I I think yeah being confident is knowing that people people recognize it when you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. People recognize right. it when you're comfortable and you feel like you know a place. Well, and in conjunction with that, you want to be in control. You know, like um, I know as a society we're trained to be polite and everything, and and I'm not saying we shouldn't be, but um, we need to be. We need to be a good listener. We need to be responsive. Um, but sometimes, in a confrontational situation, that can hinder you. It may be better for you to um, take like the first action or be loud in a situation if you start to like are going to have a confrontation <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> that that reminds mom. Did you ever see that video of the two guys are getting into a fight and one guy didn't want to do the fight? Mm-mm. So in order to get the other guy to run away, the uh, the one who was the, the the person in self defense started going a little crazy and started stripping. Oh my! And that was his way to get because of a naked dude just trying to run at you, you're running away. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, thankfully I have uh, not seen that. Video. He doesn't go all the way naked. I don't know if it was just a joke or if it was how serious it was. I've seen a couple like that, uh, but I mean that's that's a, like that's a valid technique. Like, hey, if if you're if someone's being aggressive to you. Whether they're just being louder, doing something that's a little bit odd, just something that'll catch people off guard to be a little bit more unsettled, to make them like, like, do I really want to do this right now? Well, bottom line is, and even though this is their rule number five, to me, this is rule number one, leave the situation. You oh, know, yeah. like well, don't yeah, engage avoidance. the attacker. Yeah. You know, as soon as you can, remove yourself from the situation. Um, if that means run away, whatever it takes, you need to get yourself out of there. If somebody's just... Um, Got some strange behavior. Yeah. 
So before uh, we continue, I, I, there are two things I actually did specifically want to talk about when it comes to self-defense. One was the concept of escalation. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you, did you do any research into that at all or have an idea what it is? No, I mean, I know what escalation is, but I don't know. And the I don't I- have anything else, by the way. So. Okay, so the idea of the escalation of force, it was actually, I think I've heard Jim talk about this a little bit, a cop that was her neighbor growing up. Mm-hmm. And Tyler, I've heard talk about this uh, because of his talking about his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the idea that at least when you're an officer, you can never escalate force more than one step above what the person who is the aggressor is doing. Oh, okay. So, like, if someone's coming at you with their fists, you don't pull out a gun and shoot them. Right. You pull out some, ma- like some mace, mm-hmm. or maybe you get a nightstick or something. Mm-hmm. Something that's, it can give you mm-hmm. a little bit of an edge, so that way nothing serious mm-hmm. happens to you. Well, when I talked in the very beginning, um, when I, we were talking about justifying deadly force, the very last one was reasonableness. So whatever it is that we do, it's got to be reasonable. It's got to be reasonable yeah. in line with what the other person is attempting to do to you. Now, again, I know as a cop, they're, they're basically trained shoot to kill, you know, if the other person starts shooting. So that's different. And we're not talking about in terms of being in, in law enforcement. We're talking no, about no. As, a, a, as a person, as an individual, as a citizen, what but, we can do to defend ourselves. Of course. But I, I think when it comes to trying to look at it with a biblical view, I think the idea of doing your best, as odd as it sounds, of course you need to prioritize your own safety. God wants you to care about yourself. But if it's possible to also prioritize the safety of the person who's the aggressor, because their soul matters as well. Sure. And so if it's possible to do something like the concept of escalation of force, like don't whip out your gun if you have a gun, if you don't need to. Well, yeah, the same thing. It's reasonableness. reasonableness. Absolutely. It's going to be reasonable. And I, the main reason I wanted to bring that up was just, I feel like go there because of video games or how media does things. There's almost like, I don't feel like I see the idea of escalation of force that much in media or just commonly, uh, commonly around. And so I don't know. I just wanted to speak about that for a minute. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't really speak to that. I mean. Well, it's just more so, and I didn't necessarily need anyone to speak into it. It was just to introduce that idea if you're not aware for any listeners being mindful of the idea of escalation of force. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a reasonable, reasonableness, as you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then the next thing is there's such a thing as preemptive self-defense besides avoidance. Mm. Can you be in a, essentially if you know something bad's about to happen and maybe most of the time this occurs in a war situation, like say it's December 6th, 1941, uh, you know, tomorrow is Pearl Harbor. Does that give the U S justification to do something preemptive to Japan? Again, I, I can't speak to that at all because I, I don't know. I'd have to know the fa- – I mean, I think depending on the facts of the case at a time, I would leave that up to law enforcement. Like I think as a human – or I mean as – yeah, as a human, we're, hopefully we're all humans. As, an, as a citizen, that's not my role. Okay. You know, so I'd have to have something – I'd have to have an example on a smaller scale where I would preempt something. Like I don't even know what that would be. Obviously, if I knew somebody was going to shoot up a school or like when I, the thing that I think about with preeminence would be more preemptive. like uh, – Preemptive. pardon me. Um, would be like this, this latest uh, kid that shot up a school in Uvalde, Texas. I mean, there were all kinds of signs that – 
you know, he had mental health issues and he had said he was going to do what he did. And so often they do that and they put that on social media. Why in the world is social media more con- not more concerned about finding people? That's where their algorithms should go is finding people who That's- are reporting on social media about planning to do shootings or whatever it is causing harm to other people far more than anything political or, you know, when they, they're so concerned about so-called lies. Well, whose lie? Your lie is my truth. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be so concerned about those things. They need to be concerned about these safety issues. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a very valid complaint, and I'm surprised that, that to not, because I've heard of law, some lawsuits occurring from some of the parents onto, like, the police force in the, in the school and stuff. Well, because the police just didn't handle the situation right, right at all. No, they didn't. They didn't handle, I mean, they could have maybe saved some of these kids. Maybe they wouldn't have Absol- saved them all, absolutely. but they could have saved some. Uh, but it was just more they so. Go, went right in. Like, I'm surprised to not hear that they also, like, if social, if social media platforms were aware of this, how come nothing picked it up to exactly? And I'm so sorry. This was saying I'm surprised that there wasn't any lawsuits that I've heard at least regarding anything like well, that. Well, this before. is all fresh, so I mean, I'm sure we're going to see lawsuits for well, sure. Well, I'm not just even necessarily this, but other situations like this too, because it's almost become it's become a somewhat somewhat enough of a trope that in the most recent Batman movie, uh, with Robert Pattinson as playing the Batman, the main villain of the Riddler does this like this is an actual scene in the movie where he begins to go on social media platforms and he videos and records himself and posts it like and talks with his like live streamers about how he's planning on like blowing up sections of the city shooting people murdering prominent government officials including like the chief of police the mayor and so it's not necessarily i don't think because matt because mass shootings aren't like super common in a sense, obviously they're, they're all, they're obviously all awful, but it's become common enough to happen within the context of mass shootings and other crimes that it's become a trope in movies and media that we mm-hmm. see in intake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Have, it's just, I just, there's, it's, there's it's a hard lot for us to talk about Uvalde without me. Just, I just can't even fathom what these poor parents. I can't either. I, I, it's just horrendous. It's like, I, I just, and then to add, you know, on top of that is in my opinion, the negligence of the police force during it. Yeah. Um, I just can't, I can't comprehend that. And um, I don't want to like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just, a very hard you subject. You don't want anybody to ever have to go through anything like this. And so hopefully we will learn from this. We will do um, better active trainer, um, active shooter training um, in, in police departments and in communities uh, so that we are better prepared. Yeah. Because unfortunately, as I was saying before, evil is here and it's not going anywhere. And so we need to be as prepared as we can. And avoidance, in my book, is number one. Mm-hmm. It's just you, 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 remove yourself from the situation. Don't engage. Yeah, and I would say if it helps people feel more comfortable, take up a martial art, learn some basics sure. or something. Yeah, Learn some basics of how to self-defense. Because for the most part, if someone was trying to attack me, I would never necessarily try and fight back unless they were trying to take my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not that focused on that unless they were attacking someone else. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think that's because I'm confident. I'm confident I can get away. I'm confident I would know how to 
forcibly remove someone from their aggressive behaviors without actually harming them. See, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't see it that way with guns. I mean, like, you're, it's pretty tough if you don't have a gun and they have a gun. Like, how are you going to get out of, you know, out of that situation? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I do understand all of the concerns about all of the guns. However, the bad guys are still going to have them. So the whole point, again, I know this isn't about gun control, but it's, (laughs) you have to be able to defend yourself. And uh, especially like in your home and you're defending your, yourself, your family, your property. I know in uh, Riverside, there's been a number of intruders uh, in homes in the Riverside area, uh, in a sim- in a like close area. Um, I want to say I think it's in Woodcrest, and um, where uh, one person, nobody was killed, but one person I think was shot, and the other uh, situations I don't believe anybody was like truly harmed. Um, but they determined that there's like two sets of these intruders that are doing their thing. And, you know, um, one of the best things you can do is have a dog, have, especially a large dog. You know, I'm not sure how much a small, yeah, a loud dog. Right. Um, that it seems to be the best deterrent. And, um, I know that from a, we first moved into the house you still live in, Brian, we had a security system when we first moved in and somehow the door blew open. Like, like literally like the first day I was at work after moving in, which was a few days after we moved in and, and I guess the door wasn't shut or something. And anyway, it, it came open. So I got called out and, um, the police went through the house, couldn't find anything, but it was really weird to go in there. I felt like invaded like I it was just kind of a strange feeling and but he said the best thing for you to do is to have a dog Mm. yeah so that's been around a long time so get a dog yeah having a good boy or a good girl at your side Mm -hmm. can also be very greatly beneficial yeah as well as uh help you grow as a person well and and the other the other aspect of that is um like we were saying before about um you know reasonableness and that actually wasn't the aspect that I was thinking of. I lost my train of thought, but like having, (laughs) having, yeah, sorry, I really did. Um, But having the dog uh, is a deterrent. Like they don't want to run into, they don't want to have any trouble either. Like if, if somebody's come into your house to rob you. Do you want to pick the guy without a dog or the guy with the 80 pound German shepherd that may or may not try and rip your throat out? (laughs) Right, right. So in effect, I mean, it is a a, a form of self-defense to have a dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a combo. You're a pair, right? So it's not just self-defense. It's dad and the dog. (laughs) So I didn't have anything else, Brian, if there was anything else you wanted to talk about. Uh, I think there's, well, I mean, obviously I have a lot more ideas on Mm self-defense. But I don't, honestly, we would probably need a second episode for that. Otherwise, we'd go way over. Uh, I have a couple Bible verses. Okay. So one is Exodus 22, 2 through 3. If a thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there shall be no blood guilt for him. But if the sun has risen on him, there shall be blood guilt for him. He shall surely pay. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. Essentially, if a thief is caught breaking into someone and then someone kills the thief out of self-defense to keep their family themselves as well as their stuff safe, 
God says you can't put them on trial for murder. Uh, as well as they said, if the thief <laughs> is alive, saying the sun has risen, then it's time to put the thief on trial for his crimes as well, if he has survived. Mm, okay. Romans twelve nineteen, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay it. Yeah. And just to communicate a little bit more about the idea, sometimes, especially in my conversations with high school boys, the idea of self-defense very rarely is actual self-defense. A lot of times it's like, we got to go do this to protect our homies. Like, we got to go fight these guys to protect my friend. Mm. And it's like, well, no, now you're kind of becoming the aggressor. Mm-hmm. And so it's when times where those lines blur, like how yeah. the lines blur with some places. Uh, one of the things we didn't touch on was there was one time a there was a robbery and someone uh, grabbed a gun, pointed at the robber. Robber started backing away, trying to run away, and shot the dude. Uh, and then the man who shot him got in trial for like premeditated or not premeditated, like attempted murder or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And that was in one of the states where there's lesser self defense laws, mm-hmm. uh, essentially saying, "Don't he worry." He got off, right? He didn't. I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he got off. I think that was in Texas. Uh, that was a while back. That was like 15, 20 years ago. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in those situations where the lines begin to blur, trust that God loves you and trust that God will also keep you safe and that you don't need to switch to the aggressor in that situation. You can do your best to stay calm and God will repay that person's misdeeds. So you don't need to take that into mm-hmm. your own hands. Right. And then lastly, and this is going to be tough, but especially. Let me just interject Okay, with that, but in society, it's like there are consequences or should be consequences to your actions. So if you commit a crime, there should be consequences and you should be charged with the crime. We shouldn't be letting our, we shouldn't be letting these people off like we're doing now. That's the reason the San Francisco district attorney that was just um, voted out. And that's why Gascon in LA is going to be voted out because it's like there has to be consequences in society for our actions otherwise everyone's going to run amok and i mean you're going to have vigilantes it's going to cause all kinds of problems and i remember the vigilantes in new york city i I was young but i remember um so what happened was new york is kind of like how it is now it's pretty crazy right now and there was this vigilante group that started taking out these bad people and uh until um, Giuliani went in there and kind of straightened out New York. I mean, he did a really good job of cleaning up the town. And, um, of course, I'm sure there's always going to be people that are going to disagree with me, but um, I I can't remember the name of that vigilante group, but it was really something that when they were kind of taken over. And I want to say that was probably in the early 80s when that was happening, and that was something. Sure, Uh, and... I I mean, I think that's true, but I think, again, what my point was, in the situation where where things are beginning to turn and you now have the power over the other person in self-defense, you don't need to take that extra step to kill someone. Absolutely, I agree. It's vengeance is Mm -hmm. God's. Absolutely. Uh, Reasonableness. There's reasonableness, (laughs) exactly. And I think that is what Scripture is saying, too, is Mm -hmm. be reasonable. And proportionality. You know, that was another um, factor that I, I mentioned. It's like... It should be in proportion. It's kind of like you were saying, if somebody comes up to do something to you, you don't just pull out your gun and shoot them. Yeah. 
like if if they're trying to take your wallet from you, like sorry, but yeah, that, that's that's not in proportion to what they're doing, and I don't think that's a reasonable yeah approach. But again, unless we're in that situation ourselves, I mean, some things are easier said than done, right? We can talk oh, about this all course. we want, but this when you get into a situation, it's going to be a fight or a flight response. Yeah, no one knows exactly how they're going to respond in situations yeah. like this until they actually happen. Right. Uh, but last but not least, and this one is a little bit different, but it's one that I wanted to talk about because it's heard so much. Matthew 5.39, But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the left one also. But one of the things with that passage that we need to think about is that Christ is talking about when someone is being maybe a bit abusive or a bit toxic into your life. It's not talking about this person isn't threatening this person's life. This is someone slaps someone. Mm -hmm. This is a Roman soldier forcing in the other situation where if a Roman soldier uh, asks you to carry his stuff for one mile, go with him too. Mm-hmm. Jesus is showing be extra loving to the people mm-hmm. who are very difficult right. in your life. This isn't mm-hmm. saying you can't defend yourself. Again, that's just being a good witness, and you want them to want what you have, and ultimately that's the relationship with Jesus. I mean, that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? I, I believe that's the message. Yeah, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But uh, that is all the verses I wanted to share. So, yeah, thank okay. you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our awareness of self-defense. And just like always, if you have any thoughts, comments, or recommendations for topics for us to discuss, um, you can email us at realworldpod at gmail.com. That is realworldpod at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time, have a great day. <laughs>